Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Flutter Pod. My name is Mitch, and I'm joined with my good friend David. David, how are you going? Hello, this hello. Week? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I am doing also very okay, I guess. I don't know what that means. <laughs>、um, but yeah, we have some cool things to、uh, talk about today. Let's have a quick rundown of what we want to kind of get on, topic-wise. So, firstly, let's just talk about some updates to our To our apps, the Instaboard update, or、oh, one of the big ones, is that you have a voice call in it, which I think is very, <laughs> I think that's very dope.、Um, there's also, <laughs> thank you. There's also、um, the main topic, basically, that I wanted to talk about and learn about is authentication, like Google sign in,、mm-hmm. Apple sign in, that kind of thing.、Um, and yeah, we'll we'll see how we go with that. And in terms of like a good Reddit post, we always pick like a Reddit post to to talk about. There was actually someone that made another drawing app,、mm. which、um, we'll talk about. And I mean, it's kind of cool to to see that there's another drawing app to see the differences between that and Instaboard, because I'm a big、yeah. Instaboard fan.、Um, <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so there's that, and also at the end,、um, couple things from David. We'll talk about the CI/CD, like continuous integration, and also the static analysis, like the Flutter lints and things like that. So. Yeah, we'll see how it go.、Um, yeah. One thing to actually touch on: we are. This is episode index number thirteen. Yeah, I think we are almost at a thousand subs. Let me check Whoa, right now. I, I actually. We are at eight seventy. Oh wow! Wait, that's that's like a. What、yeah. do you call? Like a milestone. Yeah, a one thousand would be a big milestone. Yeah,、And、thank you guys very much. Yeah. Also, like, I would say a thousand subs in two months. I don't know how long we've been doing this, but two months—that's like really, really good. Like a very yeah, three, quick three months, pace. Yeah,、hmm. it actually takes a while for these things to to start growing. But I think this is like growing pretty, pretty good. So, yeah, let us know. Also, if anyone that's—I just want to say—if anyone that's listening,、um, I encourage people to comment because, like. I like to engage with the commenters, <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs>、um, you know, just have a little community going. Because sometimes, like, I know with my own podcast, like when I listen to other people's podcasts, like I'm not much of a commenter. It's like I'll just listen、mm-hmm. to it and consume it, and I have a lot of thoughts, and <laughs> I'll just talk to my friends about it or something. But like,、um, it's cool, and you know, we can actually interact with the、uh, mm-hmm. with, with the crowd. And actually, I came across your.、Um, Sort of interaction, I guess, with that Instaboard person. Well, he's、oh, yeah. not Instaboard person. He he used Instaboard and gave a little feedback. You know, stuff like that is kind of cool. So yeah,、um. yeah. So me and Mitch <laughs> shared a YouTube account, and we both like we could go on it and reply. And like usually, I see Mitch reply, and I see Mitch reply with the main account and also you know Mitch's you know own YouTube account. Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes, like I I like I I just like to watch people in, interact and watch. Mitch interacts with the people, and sometimes I would reply as well. But it's kind of hard to tell who was replying. But <laughs> right,、um, I think it also unless unless it was like unless it's super necessary, I think it's okay to to not、mm. have to specify which you know who it is. You know, we're just one yeah, person basically.、Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's another yeah that's another thing. Just just. Comment away, like as in, like you as well,、yeah. David. Like if you come across a comment,、yeah. just feel free <laughs> to say whatever. Like it's it's yours as well. So,、um, 
But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the Instaboard update. Like, is the voice feature, is that the main update for, for this week? Oh, okay, yeah. So, updates for this week. I actually got plenty of updates. So, um, <laughs> I, I feel like voice call wasn't actually the biggest update, even though it seemed like it. Um, <laughs> actually, like, I had to work on voice call for a very long time, and that was, like, a very interesting journey because that was the first time I worked on voice calling. So, all I did was that I used a package called Pure Dart. Um, hmm. By the way, check out the package. It's totally awesome. Um, and I had to modify it a little bit because um, has to you know some some there's some teeny tiny things that I had to mod- modify. But um, it's pretty much WebRTC and it simplifies WebRTC. Uh, there's there's this thing called Pure JS and this Pure Dart package is like a mirror of the JavaScript Pure Pure JS package. And it's super e- super easy, super simple to use. Um, you just um, you just you know, the only thing is that you have to set up your own server. I, I don't think that's too hard. You just you know set up your own server. That's like the server is already written for you. Uh, you just have to run it. You you can just run a pure JS server. But building the calling mechanisms are a little challenging because it's kind of hard to test. Like you can't just sit there and then test with two devices like whether voice works well or not because you get <laughs> echoing as soon as you you know start testing <laughs> yeah. and i got i i want to test like you know like breaking the call so right, right now instaboard calling voice calling is still kind of glitchy mostly because it's really hard to test like i i can't just test it myself so mm. that's one update but i just like put it out there just to you know just to see it's on the web version it's not on the app version yet um but we'll see um, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was just a, <laughs> just like could be a useful thing for people to use. <laughs> it's super, like it's it's the like it's, I think it's a huge feature because mm, and you're right. Okay. I was trying to I was trying to I was trying to test it like literally this mm. morning. I was testing it because I was on Instaboard and I was like, oh, there's a voice button. I was like, I clicked on it, and um, <laughs> you're right. It's really hard to test by yourself because it's like so much echoing. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I, I guess you'll need another person to, to test it with. Um, mm-hmm. But it's I, yeah, for, honestly, the, mm-hmm. also, I was mm-hmm. just going to say the feature itself, because I'm always in the POV, like point of view of like when I'm trying to, uh, you know, teach a kid remotely and same thing as just collaborating remotely, right? Um, if mm-hmm. If I didn't have that voice feature, then I would have to go on a different calling, like, like, Discord, like, because when you when you made Instabot originally, I didn't even have in my mind that you were going to implement voice feature, and mm-hmm. so I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, I'll just call them through you know Zoom or like I'll call them through Discord, and then I can give them the Insta Instaboard uh, code. And so it's like kind of like a mm-hmm. separate thing. But now in your in your vision, now you want to like combine it, right? <laughs> like you want to have all in one, like just you know handle the handle the voice communication that's crazy like yeah that's cool yeah that, <laughs> yeah I, I figured that you know a lot of times you don't really need to see people's faces so mm. like a voice calling is sufficient yeah yeah um yeah so I, I i was like thinking like how hard would it you know be to build that so for those of <laughs> like the listeners who are thinking or like maybe potentially you're thinking about um adding like a voice call or video calling feature <clears throat> I, I, like I just want to talk a little bit more about that. 
mm-hmm. because I, I feel like it could be helpful. So oh, yeah. I use this pure Dart package, and it, it's built on top of Web or WebRTC, the Flutter mm-hmm. WebRTC package. It's a quick explanation on what WebRTC is. So WebRTC is a peer-to-peer connection thing. So it, it almost so so the the actual voice call data transformation, you know, data transferring that actually bypasses the server. So you don't have to have a beefy server to handle a lot of voice calls. In fact, you ha- hmm. you can have like a very cheap server if you even if you have like a huge amount of voice calls going on or or video calls that that, that you know that looks like it's going to consume a lot of traffic. It's going to be like your your servers can handle it easily because all the server has to do is to set up the initial connection and once you know two clients are connect you know connected they just talk to each other so they don't really go through the server anymore so all like the video data they they all go through their own connection and like this is a complicated process but you know pure dart and uh, webrtc or the further webrtc package take takes care of you know most of the difficult part and the only tricky part you have to think about is that, you know, it, at least in the insupport setting, I would need like a multi-party call, like you know, a room call, you know, um, and that's kind of tricky because, um, let's say if you if your call goes through a server, that's I think that's I don't know if Discord does that. I think it might, but um, it would be easy because everybody would just report to the server and the server would distribute the data. However, if you have like a three people, or if you have two people that are currently calling, so they're connected, right? And if you have a third person that's gonna join the call, that person has to call all the people who are in the room. So that mm-hmm. person has to co- establish a connection between every single person. And now let's say you have like six people. The thing is, each person has to do five calls to every mm-hmm. single person. So every single person has to be connected with every single person, if that makes sense. So, so yeah. there has to be a connection between every single different person. And you, ha- you you just have to keep track of that. Like in your own custom server, you have to keep, keep track of that. So what you would do is that you would have to let the clients know what each of their, what they call peer ID is. So each person, I would know all the other person or all the other people's peer ID in the room. I'll make how many calls necessary. Um, this is just some like hooking up the wire, and that that was that was about it. Um, there there are like some minor issues about like um, like video connecting, and sometimes video will stop, and there were just some just some like kind of tweaking and like tuning that you have to do to get mm-hmm. rid of those issues. I'm still working on that. Uh, the voice feature is definitely very glitchy right now, but I'm working on that. But I would say I would say wow. it's a lot easier than I thought it would be. Hmm. Wow, that's that's so cool. Like, I I assume. Well, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I assume like you're not gonna go to video, right? Like just audio, like mm. for the future. I mean, actually, adding video is like a, like just very easy. It's flip a like a flip of a key, or you just say mm. video true, and then you get video. Yeah, because I was just thinking like, you're right. Where having the audio is very important in terms of like it's more important than having a video like i was just thinking because if i'm on my ipad like mm-hmm. the camera would be like off flat on the on the table you know like yeah i'm gonna look very funny like it's gonna look <laughs> right at my face like <laughs> yeah um, 
but I guess that works. You could just people like voice calling um, with a video. Like, wait, so you intend to have video in the future? I don't know. I'll probably probably won't because yeah, yeah, that, like what what you said. Like, it doesn't make too much sense to add in video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be like an opt-in thing, but uh, uh, probably right. not anytime soon. You know, that reminds me of um, just audio only. That reminds me of Clubhouse. You've heard of Clubhouse, oh, yeah, right? Clubhouse. Uh-huh. And like during the pandemic when that app became really big and it was like mm-hmm. really an interesting way to think about like a new product where you would think like packing everything with every feature as we talked about like you know like having video chat and voice chat but then clubhouse just got rid of the video chat and you would think mm-hmm. that detracts you think that was subtract but it actually i think added i mean i don't know how clubhouse is doing now but um there's something <laughs> it's like a different experience of like just having that voice um voice connection it's a yeah it's just yeah. it's just an interesting thing and then like all the other companies copying it like twitter and I think Reddit has that mm. now. You know when you go on Reddit? Oh, yeah. Like the, you just join the voice. Like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I see, I see. I don't know how many people um, use that, actually. Mm, yeah, I, I have no idea either. Uh, I think yeah. there's something, you know, like, for example, if I'm, like, uh, tutoring someone through Instaboard or, like, uh-huh. just on a remote work setting, sometimes, like, not having a video is, is even better because it's, like, I don't have to worry about how I look. You know, you could be like, yeah, I, I could be like sick and like, I'm just rolling out of bed and just like, all right, let's do some math. Like, cause you can just hear my voice and um, that's good enough. You don't have to worry about, yeah, the, the visual component of it. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for, uh, so excited for Instaboard to have that. Like, do you, do oh, you, yeah. Yeah, what were you gonna say? <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was gonna say oh I I got a little de- derail, but I was actually gonna say that like voice chat is actually not the most exciting exciting thing that happened to me this week in terms yeah. of Instaboard. Yeah, because I, I got voice chat work, working. I was like, oh cool, I got voice chat because currently I I don't use voice chat mm-hmm. feature um, because every time when I call a friend, I would either be with them physically using Instaboard mm-hmm. or like we already be calling um, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Uh, so, so, oh yeah, but another thing is that, um, so the thing that was, that got me excited about Instaboard, uh, was that previously I, I had a sticky note feature, um, and the sticky note feature was, uh, had to use a flutter package called, um, auto size text or auto yeah. recess, resize text, something right. like that. Yeah, so yeah. pretty much the text, it's like a text widget, except that it will automatically resize the font based on how big the area it is, mm. you know, given. Yeah. So that's a cool package, but I've been just getting issues like actually using the package because mm. sometimes it would glitch out. Sometimes like it will, the, t- the font will become super small and like it's super annoying that it doesn't work as well. And then also like, I don't know, just word wrapping wasn't working too well. And I realized that my use case was actually simple enough that I don't use the fancy text features. I just need like plain text of the same font weight and like same everything. So yeah. I was like, okay, I got it. So this got to be simple, right? So I just looked into the package. It turned out the package was actually pretty simple. And 
the the package actually used a binary search, and I was I was so fascinated because this is、Whoa. the first time. And by the way, so so I why does I I simply fork the package and use it in in Instaboard, and um <clears throat> the package uses a binary search, and you know I, I don't I don't I don't know about you, but I did like a bunch of coding interview questions, and like、mm-hmm. I had to undergo, you know, coding interviews. Like they yeah, yeah. they ask about binary search all the time, like right, right. But I, I always thought, you know, I would never use a binary search. Who who the heck will ever use a binary search? <laughs> but then I realized, oh wow, that's actually a binary search. So what a binary search was doing was that it tries to check if a certain font size fits. Like it'd be like like okay, um, my text. So this is like my text area, right? My, I maybe I got an eight hundred or. Like a hundred times eighty、um, pixels of area size, maybe in the、mm. container for the container、yeah. widget, and then you got a text widget. So I want to see how what is the biggest size that can still fit in that area.、Mm. Yeah, so yeah. you know, before that, I was ah,、oh, how 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 would you solve it? And then maybe you know, I don't know, like there's a magic of doing that, <laughs> but it turns out oh, it's, a, it's just a binary a binary search. Um, so what it does is that it guesses between you know an area. So be like, okay, so let's say the given range is between zero font zero size, and let's say the biggest font size, you, the max font size you gave was 120 pixels,、mm. and it just does a guess. So be like, okay, does 60 work? And like the way that it checks whether font size will fit is that it follows this this thing called the text painter, and you can hypothetically render a widget, or it, it renders the text hypothetically, and It gets, it gets you the the rendered、um, width and height、um, mm. without actually displaying the widget on screen. So it renders the text, you know, hypothetically, and that's actually super useful because you get to know how big your your text is going to be ahead of time, ahead of or you know before you actually put the text on screen or whatever、mm. widget you know、yeah. you would display it on. Um, the only thing is that that text rendering process could be expensive if you, if you have a lot of text. That's the down, downside. But let's let's um, <clears throat> but you know if you have a decently, if you have a, you know device that is at least or is like remotely decent, <laughs> you, sh- you should be your device should be able to handle it. And that's where binary search comes to play.、It's, you know, binary search reduces、um, the complexity, or in this、yeah. case, the amount of times you gotta search for to check whether the font fit,、yeah. fits. By like so, it, it reduces from n to log n, so it's like a、yeah. huge re- reduce, but reduction. But I mean, I, I thought that was cool, and then that's really、uh, cool. I just put that in, and then now it works perfectly. Just had to tweak a few parts of that package.、Um, I didn't really make a repository because I deleted a lot of code. I just had to use it to fit my very specific use case. But yeah, but I, I would definitely like <laughs> like for whoever. Like for for whoever, you know, listeners that are thinking of,、um, uh, okay, I would say just for listeners, like, don't be shy away to like to fork a package or to look into the actual package code. Like, don't treat the package as like a magic black box,、mm, right?、Um, but it's like the code is written by just other programmers that are, you know, other just programmers. So you can look into the code. And just make any modifications. It would,、mm. yeah. I feel like I got, I, I spent a lot of time just to get through that mentality of, oh, I, like I should actually go into the package and see what's going on. 
Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> like that was something that was exciting to me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that that was actually um kind of reminds me of almost like that situation with your bouncing scrolling thing that that uh-huh. kind of like applying some theory to your actual practical work. I mm. had a similar experience of that where um when I first learned about um time complexity and like the big mm. O and that kind of stuff and yeah. then I realized cuz when I was making like a long time ago when I was making a like some uh, what was I making like it was like probably like probably like a calculator or something and I remember like I specifically didn't want to use a like an evaluation package like a math expression mm-hmm. evaluator I just wanted to actually just like code it all myself basically just just to learn right and then i I realized after learning about the time complexity um that my time my code for that calculator the time complexity is so bad because there's just like so many for loops everywhere like that kind of thing um and it's one of the things where your phone um is 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 strong enough like it's powerful enough Uh that you won't notice the the problem (laughs) but like but like once i once i learned about the time complexity it's like it really reshaped how i think about a lot of things um (laughs) about that and that kind of reminds me of your of the binary search because that's the (laughs) that's the strength of the binary search right like the Mm -hmm. more input it actually doesn't hinder it so much like you just it's like a log over Mm -hmm. log of in um Mm -hmm. that's that's genius stuff like (laughs) i was just i was just i just opened up instaboard to try out your new um post-it note and were Uh you saying just a question on what you're saying about the binary search does it do a binary search after each like each type is that that each Each letter yes right right to just check how much size is required uh-huh. that makes sense yeah just like cut it in half and just do the do the search wow yeah that's wow that's like i don't know that's like it feels so like rewarding or something i don't know it just feels so satisfying that that <laughs> i can understand how how you would have felt <laughs> yeah definitely very exciting that like, you know like we used to like put a theory into a test and it worked so what was the yeah. big mm-hmm. problem with the before you forked it and then you used the package like, what was the major difference? Mm-hmm. I actually wasn't sure because um, in the package, I, I think what happened was that the package was trying to account for a lot of different things like text scaling factors and like localization uh-huh. or not localization, but like some other like accessibility stuff that, you know, when, you know, there's probably some bug in there. There's like a lot of things to consider, I guess. So I just got rid of those stuff for now because what I, what Instaboard does is that a post-it note only has one font size and it, it's I, I'm already sure of that so I don't need to consider if you know other or potential accessibility problems with with that but um, but yeah right anyway yeah. that was that was the, the, the that was the update right <laughs> did you <laughs> did you always have this feature of the cursor showing like the cursor showing like the other person's um, cursor showing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh right. Well, I added that, I guess know. like last month. Oh right. Okay. Maybe I just didn't see that. Um, man, that's so cool. You know, I don't know if you know uh, yeah. this YouTuber, coding YouTube guy, Calen. 
what's his name? Cal Cal Haddon or something. He's got a lot of subscribers. Um, he's like a blonde hair guy. Um, I've I've right. heard. I mean, um, I haven't watched a lot of his videos, but like I know he uses Flutter, and so that's why I know him. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, it's really cool because he was making some app using Flutter, and it's like his business, his startup or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. just watching one of his like vlogs, I guess, of it. Um, and it was cool because he was saying how like now because of like you know YouTube and the internet and social media and stuff, you can actually share your progress kind of like the same way you're sharing progress on your Instaboard app. And it's cool to mm-hmm. think about like when we think about like the the successful companies back in the day, like for example, like Airbnb or like mm-hmm. any company that's successful. And then once they become successful, we successful we then hear about the stories, but mm-hmm. like. It's cool to think that like we're just hearing the stories as as the progression goes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's like it would be cool to look back on this when in the future, like Instaboard becomes you know however successful it becomes. To to hopefully yeah to yeah. Think about I mean... <laughs> that's so cool. Especially for anyone. I mean, for me, it's cool to I like front row seats. But like for even any other other people listening to to this podcast it's it's like we're almost like on this journey like watching you do this you know what i mean and it's like cool to see this kind of get better and better and better it's like yeah it's really cool <laughs> yeah i feel like it's definitely super cool to like share this journey or whatever like just interesting things that happens and then like get people to like talk or get you know get people to talk about or talk with us about like maybe feedback and stuff that's super it's super cool but yeah. yeah, but speaking of that, you should talk about you should talk about your app, uh, the Hyper Tracker app that you've been working on, because I've been I've oh, been yeah. using it. Yeah, David's been testing my app for me on the on the test flight. Um, yeah, I I, and... I have to say that it's definitely because before, like I I you know I was working on some 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 I guess something similar, but not really, you know, not really a habit tracker. But but anyways, I feel like what the habit tracker that Mitch made was like the it was like the core of features of what anybody would probably need from habit tracker like whoever would need like like all the other fancy stuff I feel like it's like the the significance of like the other stuff would probably be like like the I don't know like less than a quarter of a of a pie if you were to draw like a significance right. pie but like I feel like right, the yeah. app got like just most of you know the core stuff and already yeah. usable so I, I feel like ju- just the one request i'll probably have is notifications yes, please oh yeah notifications yeah that's the one yeah, request. I mean, like if, if it had that like it would uh, be perfect because <laughs> uh you know i guess like it does you know like not having notifications does kind of like i have to now check every day but like you know i i, yeah. I would forget but yeah no, I, sure. I mean like yeah, just notifications. I, I I feel like if I were to request a lot of features, then like it's kind of <laughs> bad for 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 you because you have to like work on a lot of features. But no, I just but wish that's... that. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> I, I I just wish that you know I could set like different notifications for different events. Like be like, okay, I wanna mm. I wanna like read like um I wanna I wanted to notify it to, to me to read like at eight p.m. Yeah. If I need right. to do this at seven AM. I don't wake up seven AM but something 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 like that. Yeah. No, that I'm I'm glad you said that because um 
yeah i do want to have something like that yeah like a kind of like a reminder almost it's like you haven't read your book today <laughs> like read your book we got like three hours left of the day or something um yeah yeah i i i, I do want to um learn how to do that what was i going to say about the you were saying about the oh yeah the simplicity of the of the app mm-hmm. you know before of the version you currently see now it was similar but it was actually more complicated in a bad way like because i used to want to record exactly how much time i've been spending on it like for example mm-hmm. like read for 20 minutes and then on the app i would like press a play button and like record mm-hmm. like uh, like the time is going and then like stop it once I finish reading but then I realized there's so many times where I would go for a run and I come back and I forgot to do the timer <laughs> oh. so I was like there's so many times where I forget so I'm like you know what this is kind of annoying like I don't need uh. to remember at the beginning to do it and so like just a simple on and off I think just get the job done <laughs> like um, <laughs> and so like yeah I, mean, I like actually like stripped it down so much um, and so mm. yeah, with, yeah, with that being said like I want to use this habit tracker to, as a sort of launching pad for me to learn about other things that mm-hmm. other apps would need. Like you said, like for example, notifications and, mm-hmm. um, and what we're going to talk about today, which is like authentication, you know, cause right mm, now the app, it's like a, it's just a offline, you know, just a local storage thing. Right. So it's like a big, Oh yeah. Um, I just want to like, Oh yeah. You know, have some authentication. <laughs> but yeah, you're gonna say something. Sorry, just to just to correct myself, when I said um, the, if it if it had notifications would be perfect, I actually correct myself. <laughs> I actually mm-hmm. have another feature request. It would be yes. a multi-device syncing. That would be my because I I okay. I'm a person who's super yeah. big into multi-device syncing. Like I would have you know I would have my watch, my phone, my iPad, my my mm. my computer. And then uh, maybe I have like yeah. another like computer. I want to like use this one app yeah. and it syncs, you know. So I, I use yeah. Google Drive, I use iCloud, I use Apple Notes, I use Apple Reminder, I use Google Docs and they all sync, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm like really big into syncing. So I, yeah. I wish, you know, for, for to-do, to-do list, I use, you know, Reminder app, the Apple Reminder app. Right. But um, it's just that like if there's an app that syncs, I, yeah. I, I just really like that that if i i'm like busy and like i i just did my you know my habit for for today and i would just check it on my laptop maybe on the web version well exactly. i don't know but then you know maybe later on on my phone i could check up another thing that would be cool yeah that would be exactly, super yeah. needed how is it notification that... and then that right yeah Exactly. That's like the pathway I need to like. That's like my next level now. I have to get s- stuff like that to work. Um, and so that would naturally require authentication, right? That That's true. That's true. Yeah, you have yeah. to now have users. So authentication. Um, okay, just, just like, I guess like we could talk about authentication in like many ways. And I feel like yeah. authentication in, is, is a thing that I just want to say in front of you know that it's like it's a thing that could be so complicated and it could be so easy like it could go both ways like you can hmm. go out and build your own authentication server uh oh. you, you, or you can just choose to like be as simple as possible there are many many ways of approaching this problem so hmm. yeah i'm um yeah i'm very interested just to talk about and just to get your opinion on you know authentication yeah but yeah well, well anyways I, 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 oh sorry so go ahead Oh, no, no, I was going to say about the authentication. Like, I have no opinion. I have to research 
and find a good way to to do it mm. um and that's why i wanted to ask you because i think you incorporated or beginning to incorporate authentication on your app as well right on instaboard mm. like google sign in apple sign in um email is that the three that you focus on like i don't like do the, email i only do OAuth. i only do um google and apple okay. sign in right like n- like kind of no need for email mm. yeah yeah maybe I, I should do okay. that as well just apple and google that's my personal opinion that yeah. <clears throat> i, I kind of i really don't like email password signings i feel like email mm. password signing or email password or just email sign-in or mostly e- yeah. email password sign-in it's super annoying in the way that it kind of puts me in like at least me like in in a dilemma that like whenever i get an app that uses email password sign-in mm. i i always get into this dilemma that like should i use my old password like should i and I'd be like, oh, I shouldn't actually use different passwords. I don't want to remember all different passwords. And also that, like, I, I judge yeah. sites by how, like, reliable they are. Like, if I were to log on to Google, Apple, yeah. I would use the same password. But if I right. were to, you know, like, log on to, I don't know, some kind of, like, less, like, sites that are, like, less or smaller, I would come yeah. up with my own password just in case there's a breach. Um, yeah, you mean, like, a security thing, right? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, apps they they would they were already hashing the password and all that. But I, I, you know, you never know how they hash it. Maybe they Not use MD five. Sure. What if they use MD five? <laughs> and like, what if you know, just <laughs> uh, the hashing isn't secure, or what if blah blah? blah what if yeah. it's a bad actor? Um, I don't know. Just uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, so, so I really don't like email password authentication mm. just put, puts me on the spot I feel like yeah. just OAuth like we should just use OAuth True. it's so secure it's so simple it just works right yeah. so like if you just like if your site just provides a bunch of OAuth options that, that'd be perfect like you never yeah. need to like if you're like a small site you never need to like really make your own like authentication I, I mean you, you, you don't need to make your own like account um, yeah. email password thing I think mm. just relying on OAuth is just definitely enough like if you need to yeah. collect users emails just get their emails just ask for their emails like you don't have to <laughs> use yeah. email password thank you that's just my own opinion I agree with that though like the email you know it's funny Except like, the rant. You... <laughs> like, like... Nah, I, I, I agree with you like my version of that experience that you go through when you have like a kind of less professional website i guess and you can't you don't know you can't really trust this website really Mm -hmm. and so you were saying maybe i'll use an old password or like a different password right yeah for me Mm -hmm. um i don't even use my main email in that situation it's like i try i don't even trust it so i was like okay i'm just gonna use my like i don't know some separate junk email (laughs) like (laughs) because because i don't want Yeah. yeah i don't i don't want like extra stuff coming through or like yeah i just don't know what 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 they're gonna do with it so um, oh yeah, by the way, I know like when you say OAuth, you mean Google sign in and Apple sign in and stuff. Um, what yeah. does the O? What does the O stand for? I actually don't know. <laughs> let me look it up. Uh, yeah, let me auth. let me look that up too. Um. Yeah, what it does the O stand for? Uh, open protocol. Open protocol, like okay. open authentication, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. Like, 
just clean just use apple sign in google sign in um yeah that should that should basically account for 99 percent of people right yeah like, like you like, either have an apple account or a google account or apple id or a google yeah. account like you i feel like most people at least in the western world have a google account for sure yeah That's, and if you don't you yeah. should make one like why not like it's 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 you could just Gmail just works so well. Like yeah, if you if you have a Gmail, then you have a Google account. Like the, your yeah, Gmail is your saying, Google yeah. account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 just what I like. Um, yeah, I remember like yeah, like even even Facebook sign in. It's like I don't really want to put that in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, but when you were yeah. doing the OAuth, like how was that experience? Mm-hmm. You you were talking about mm-hmm. you could like there's a simpler way and you can make it your own i definitely don't think i have the expertise to make my own authentication (laughs) so yeah okay yeah i mean either but i mean okay so there is a disadvantage of using oauth is that you kind of limit what the what platforms you can deploy your apps on so currently app or a flutter flutter oauth works well with ios android and the web Mm. For other platforms, like for example, for Windows, OAuth just doesn't really work that mm. well. Like work as well as you know, as like it works on the on the mobile versions. That's the the difficulty. Um, unfortunately, there is no Google sign in. Um, there's no Google sign in plugin for Mac, for their Mac, mm. for their, for Mac OS, and that's that's just kind of kind of unfortunate um but another thing is that like apple sign is kind of hard to implement to be honest <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of things you have to click like on the Apple website you have to you know create a certificate create a security stuff create this token and do that do that and then like if something went wrong like when you when you finally follow all the tutorial and then you try to like test it and it doesn't work. You'd be like, wait, wait, what, what went wrong? You have to go through like that tutorial every step again, like try to figure out exactly where to, you might have typed your bundle identifier wrong, and you might have did this wrong. And, like I don't know. It just feels like really chunky to do. <laughs> and also, yeah. <laughs> like Google Sign is also kind of hard to do because like if you were to work on for the web, let's say you yeah. had a production app and you want to try to add or authentication, authentication, and it's it's a little difficult to test authentication locally because mm. your for the app or for um, like Google in your OAuth con- consent screen it's like part of the Google thing you have to do mm. um, you have to add local host and you have to like n- then like in, when you're testing locally there's some things that you can't test locally I don't know it just it, it's not oh, as yeah. smooth um but yeah, overall, I would say it's still totally doable. Um, give you give yourself like a solid two or three days. You can just crank this out. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like for uh, this is the first time, uh, or Instaboard was the first time that I I uh, ever added OAuth or OAuth to my inst or to my Flutter web application, and that was mm. like a lot of just trying out, figuring out um, stuff. But yeah. What your f- the f- one of the first disadvantages you were mentioning about OAuth was it's good on web, iOS and Android, but not for desktop. Is that what you said? Yeah, not really right. that well for desktop. 
So, so okay. Um, right. So, okay, was... so here's the thing. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, no. You <laughs> go first. You go uh, first. I just want to mention this real quick so that, like, even if you had OAuth, like, you have to have authentication server. So you have a few options. You have to. You could either build your own authentication server, which is honestly kind of difficult. Uh, it's like not like if you were, I guess like if you had experience building it, it could still be tedious. If you didn't have experience building it, it could be difficult. Mm. Um, but there are other options. Is the, the the other options are to use like an already you know in place authentication server service. For example, Firebase Auth. So Firebase Auth and Auth0, they're like authentication providers. Firebase Auth is actually entirely free. They only have like a few things that are not free, like phone authentication are not exactly entirely free. And like if you have like um, like enterprise, like um, what do you call those? Like uh, SAM or um, like the authentication that would require like f- f- maybe um, SS or single sign-ons. Like mm. those could be m- m- a little bit more expensive, but just regular OAuth with like Facebook, um, Google, Apple, Twitter, Microsoft, GitHub, like those authentication providers, those are all free. You have infinite ma- amount of users to be authenticating, so that's a really good option. Um, so you you would probably go with Firebase authentication. So mm. that's like a common option to go with. Um, However, like Firebase authentication, you have to use a package to use Firebase authentica- authentication, but um, the package is not really available on desktop. So that's why I'm saying that. Right, okay. OAuth doesn't work as well on um, for the desktop. Right. Yeah, if I get around to the authentication, I probably will just firstly give the Firebase author another crack. Um, mm-hmm. The... Desktop. The the reason why I ask about that is, do you care about desktop? I've asked you this before, but like, mm. do you care about desktop? Apps? Actually, I do. I, I want to have a Windows app because For there's your a lot app. of. I want a Windows app of Instaboard. Wow. Okay. Because. Right. Um. Because I feel like Windows have like more tablets. They're like the service mm, tablets. Yeah. They're like. Oh, true. They're, they're you know the the like there are a bunch of like flip like you know 360 yeah. degrees flip laptops <laughs> yeah, that yeah. come with a stylus i want to like yeah have a native yeah. app for that for them but yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah so that I'm makes sense actually yeah yeah something like instaboard that makes sense with the those surface tablets like those people probably want to use use it yeah um, just a general question, but like, how popular is Surface tablets? Like, I do see them in the wild here and there. Like, mm. like just in your they, experience in your life, and you, they are kind of pricey. Yeah, in the university I'm in, I would say, like, out of all desktops, the ratio is like sixty percent Mac, mm. and like, and like, ten percent. Or maybe five to ten percent Lenovo, hmm. and like, or maybe like twenty percent like gaming laptops. I see hmm. a lot of gaming laptops. Like students bringing like chunky gaming laptops. <laughs> yeah, the big one. <laughs> yeah, 
and they're like yeah. a little percentage, maybe like five to ten percent surface devices. Mm. Yeah. And like maybe five percent Chromebook. Hmm. When I got into uni, I think I used I bought a Surface Pro two or whatever it's called. Mm. Um. And then I sold it very quickly. Oh well, why? Um. I don't know. I just didn't. Just wasn't a fan. Like, I just wanted like an actual laptop. <laughs> Uh, the need for me to have a stylus and then I just bought an iPad Pro um, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe Surface is good I've never properly used it um, it's funny you say in your uni in your college like 60% is Mac like yeah. in my memory when I went to like a lecture and then you go to the front of the class and you look turn around and you see everyone's like laptops it's like I would say 90% Mac in, from what oh. I yeah, yeah it's, I was it's, definitely, it's all Mac uh, yeah. oh I see yeah, I don't know if I it's because I was doing. I don't know if it's because I was doing like a business degree. I don't know if that has <laughs> impact on it. Maybe like people, you know, not so tech savvy, just use it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, in in my university, uh, there's definitely like a lot of people who use Mac. I, I can't. I can't. You know, make a solid like how many percent points <laughs> <laughs> that use Macs, but definitely more than half. Mm. I don't yeah. know, like, because Windows computers are supposed to be more than 95 or more than 90% of the market share or something like that. Right, yeah. But if you go to the universities, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. I, I think that's the same thing with here. I think that's the same thing with Android phones though. It's like Yeah. You know, when you when you actually account for the whole globe, like including mm -hmm. India and, you know, all that, like it then yeah, it's Android like 75% yeah. or something. Like um but yeah, yeah, definitely varies by country. I think like in Japan, it's like eighty something percent uh, iPhones, and then in India, it's like ninety nine percent Android, and then yeah. in the US now, like um, teenagers mostly use iPhones. Mm. Um, so um, definitely varies by countries. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, that's a interesting thought about the considerations of the platform that you want to to account for like yeah because depends on the app right like sometimes you don't need it to be a desktop app um mm. but i guess something like instaboard it makes sense to to be a desktop app so does that mean you're yeah. gonna go on every single platform like mac os and then desktop like windows and then i don't know what else i don't know what else linux is, but... yeah linux, linux like yeah <laughs> yeah is that is that what I, you're, I where you're headed like you're gonna go on every single platform I don't think I'll target macOS because mm. there's no point targeting macOS. Mm. But I because of the no stylus, is that yeah? What? You don't get any stylus, so there there is no like real advantage. Right. Yeah, um, you know, like another uh, you know Adobe Fresco. Adobe Fresco it has um, a, an iPad version and uh, a Windows version. Hmm. Right. And but yeah. Hmm. But yeah, yeah in terms of you know authentication wise, yeah. I feel like it's definitely you know it's definitely possible to do a Windows authentication. It's just that it's definitely more difficult than mm. if it were to be like you were to implement authentication for Mac. Yeah. Or yeah. It's for for sorry for for iOS, you would probably have to launch a browser and then do some special stuff and like go back yeah. and then transfer the token. Um, gonna be difficult. But yeah, I haven't got got around to doing it. 
Yeah, you can let me know how that goes. For for mm-hmm. my immediate future, yeah, I'll probably just do the OAuth for like the mobile and like web. Yeah, mobile. Yeah, that's probably most of what I need right now. Um, yeah, you definitely need Apple sign in because if you were to add any OAuth OAuth providers other than Apple, you have to include sign in with Apple. That's part of the Apple mm, um, yeah. regulations. It's really interesting, like. When I I still remember like in the WWDC they announced signing with Apple, mm. and I thought like like why would we need another OAuth provider? But like signing with Apple, who would you sign in with Apple? And mm. then and then I was like, there's no way this thing is gonna get any use, and then apparently it got so much use. So I was like I was like why? And then I I, I didn't get it, <laughs> but I, I didn't get it until I was going to have to make sign-in with Apple because yeah. I saw the app or the sign-in with Google package saying that, oh, if you want to add this um, sign-in with Google package, package, make sure that if you want to release an iOS app, you also have to add sign-in with Apple. And I was like, okay. Oh, and, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, that was why. I was like, Apple, <laughs> Apple like, requires you to do that. Yeah, they force it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, no it. choice. <laughs> yeah. That's, how they do That's how they got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah it's actually it's actually um when, but when you were when the wwdc like when you saw the announcement and you were saying why would we need to use it um you're saying in did you originally think that because there was already google sign in and email sign in and all that it's like why do we yeah, need an I apple thought, sign in yeah i got yeah i guess like why would i use this and stuff hmm yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Google sign in, Apple sign in, email sign in, authentication. That's gonna be my next step of of progression. Yeah. Um, once yeah. You actually. Have that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once I have that, I can actually unlock a few other things now. <laughs> yeah, you can unlock like maybe Firestore. Yeah. You can like use Firestore for your app. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Now. We're at, we've got like, you know, 10 or so minutes left. So there's a couple more things that you wanted to touch on. Um, which one do you want to talk about first? Like the continuous, like the CICD or the static analysis? It's You can take the floor. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the static analysis thing because I'm mm. very curious to ask about your opinion on this. So um, just for a quick just introduction on that, yeah. or I guess like a context on static analysis. So pretty much like when you're writing code, you might see like errors, right? Like of like your code saying like, oh, this didn't work. This there's a compile, uh, there's like compile uh, compiler error going on here. You can't use that. Um, so there's you know the red errors. However, there are also like you know there are like information that's not errors. Like your code would still work, but mm. it's like they suggest you to do certain things. Mm. And one of the most common things is the cost thing mm, yeah. like they would say oh use a const um like keyword mm. before your widget they they kind of suggest you to do that it's kind of annoying because they mark your entire code like the portion of the code like with a squiggly line it's like blue it's kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of annoying <laughs> so like I, I i'm really curious to ask about your opinion because okay so previously father i think father had like um i'm not sure if father by default before prior to Flutter 2.0 had like a suggested static analysis package. But now Flutter just has like, every time when you create a new Flutter um, app, 
hmm. you, your app would by default roll with this further lint or further lints package hmm. it's literally called further lints and yeah. i guess it's maintained by the flutter team um I'm not really sure but it's just it just comes with default now um and this thing has like a lot of rules and like cost the cost rule is like one of them and i don't know i i honestly don't know about like how i feel about this rule because i feel like when you're developing your app a lot of times like you could be like oh i'm writing this widget i, I i'm sure that okay I'll, I'll add something later that'll make it not a cost <laughs> widget yeah, yeah. right but then it's like it's the only idea like make it cost make it cost making cost why are you making cost and then yeah. you're like oh i'm getting there i'm getting there i'm getting there it's like i, I get the feeling of like I'm racing the static analysis tool just so that I can add that variable in there so that's not a cost with it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <to> shut it up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that. It's mm. I, I know I could turn it off, you know, but um uh does that. But also I wasn't using the Flutter Lens package before because I wanted static analysis. I forgot if we had static analysis come with default come by default but before i was using this package called effective dart hmm. um hopefully we'll link it below but effective yep. dart is like under i guess this is like the official dart code practices because it's uh, on like the dart um website i guess but like this is like i don't know i don't know what's the relationship between effective dart and flutter lens because i guess flutter lens adds in a lot of you know flutter related stuff like the cost thing is the flutter related stuff hmm. but i don't know just effective dart is something that i've been using and, and hmm. it, it enforces some you know you know some like rules that i'm a fan of but i think many people aren't a fan of so one of the rules that it enforces is that it doesn't like you to specify the type of the variable, you know, before the variable, like mm. when when your variable's type could be in, in, implicitly inferred, it doesn't mm, want yeah. you to explicitly say that the type is that. So let's say you had mm. a student class, you yeah. you have like a student, you know, class. You want to make a student object. Instead of saying final student a equals the student, yeah, you will say final a equals student. So you will ignore that every time. Right. And yeah. I really like that. I feel like every time, like that's the one thing I hate about Java. Like in Java, mm. you sometimes you have a lot of like super long class names. <laughs> like you have like yeah, yeah, super yeah. long class name A equals the super long class name. <laughs> yeah. you know, I yeah. was like, dude, I just told you. Yeah. I just told you as a student. Why do you yeah, want yeah, me? Yeah. Why, why, why do you, would you want me to write student again? I, I know you know there's polymorphism. But like, I feel like when it when it could be inter you know implicitly inferred, why mm. why you know write it? But that's my opinion. I'm keen to hear yeah. your opinion. Oh, and also just to add on to that, just real quick, that also like when you define a function, like when you when you're providing a lambda function, mm. um, let's say when you provide a lambda function to some like on draw or on drag update, mm. you know. Um, property, the uh, the require lambda function is probably, um, oh shoot, sorry. Let me give you another example. <laughs> sorry, mm -hmm. sorry about that. Like when you when you create a builder function, let's say, or like a layout builder widget, 
you have to provide a lambda function for the builder, right? Um, yeah. And how you would provide a lambda function is that you would say, oh, like parentheses and then co build context context, hmm. right? And then um, box constraints constraints, hmm. um, and close parent. And what effective Dart says is that what what they want is that they they want you to not write the type in those lambda mm. functions. They right. say just parens context and then that. Yeah. Yeah. So I see like a, like some people like to provide that, some people don't. Um, mm. I just really like how effective Dart does it. Um, so yeah, right. how well, how so do that's... you usually write? Yeah. In, in, that, in those kind of situations. Uh -huh. Right. So yeah, when you were talking about the the class, the student class as as that example, yeah, I always I used to always write like for example like the text editing controller. It's like text editing controller controller equals <laughs> text editing controller. It's so long. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah. I just and so nowadays I I um I just yeah I just go final controller and then text editing controller. I just it should just know by itself. Um, but I'm glad that you are talking about this because sometimes like I'm. I'm like thinking like, am I meant to have to specify this type? Because I know it works without <laughs> specifying yeah. it because it just implicitly knows. And so, uh -huh. yeah, I, I I was always like kind of nervous with it. And that's the same thing with the const tag. Like, yeah, one day I just started seeing all this blue everywhere and I was like, oh, I should I should um put this const tag. And it was getting like, is my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like it mm -hmm. if you put a const tag on, like does it help the... Like it just helps the code to like execute. Like it's just kind of like a lightweight. Like they they don't have to um, like rebuild it or something. Like kind of so. Yeah. So um. So con what a const tag does is that it makes sure that this whatever widget that's under this const tag will be com will be like you know kind of already built or not yeah. built or not really built but like kind of already be included when it's your know, kind of be included in compile time like mm. so like you wouldn't have to, it wouldn't have to reconstruct the, that class every single time or that instance yeah. of that class every single time when you when your app rebuilds but instead it's already been you know built like mm. compile time at like at compile time right yeah so definitely it definitely it would definitely help you know your app's right. performance but I feel like yeah. that's one of those things where it's like your phones are fast enough that you will never <laughs> notice like a teeny tiny optimization like this right yeah I feel like you would probably realize the further um, one frame jank issue more than your cost tag <laughs> but, <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah like yes I didn't I wasn't um, it's hard to like notice like those things in the actual performance but then when I would see mm -hmm. the blue squiggles I do get anxiety I'm like for for a short period yeah. of time I would just be like okay just ignore it like ignore the uh -huh. like you can ignore the thing and then at some point especially when I was like recording tutorials and stuff like I feel like I should be proper with it so I'm like okay let me put the const tag on but then uh -huh. I would run into what you said which is I later have to remove it you know what I mean yeah. like <laughs> if I have some you know like variables or whatever attached to that widget it's like uh, but at the beginning of the tutorial, I have to have that const tag on because I don't want to see all these blue squiggles. <laughs> like, I just wanted to be yeah. clean. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how I feel about it either. Like, yeah, I'm just doing it because they're forcing me to do it. So I'm like, okay, I'll put the cross tag. <laughs> now it's like a habit. Uh-huh. I don't want to see any blue squiggles, and I also don't want to tell them to ignore it. So I'll, like, I'll, I'll do what they tell me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I gotcha. Yeah, right, right now I'm still using this um, effective dart uh, package. Right. At this point, like, I'm just like a, an effective dart fan now. Uh, I just want to point out a few uh, a few flags I have disabled for eff- effective dart. Right. And one of the flags is um, lying lying longer than eighty characters. For for some reason, hmm. or you know, for obvious, not not kind of obvious reasons, Flutter enforces or most Flutter lint- linting tools enforces eighty characters of a line, right? That 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 is that is actually so dumb because Flutter has like the nature of Flutter is that it's it's a declarative language, you know. So mm. the indentation could go longer. I I know you're supposed to, you know, like refactor widgets, but eventually your indentations might go like at least like six, right? Five or six <laughs> indentation level because you have your you have your class that's one indentation level, and then you got yeah. you got your build method that's two indentation level each indentation level is two two spaces right yeah, and yeah. after that you got it maybe like you get, at least you got one widget right that's three indentation levels and like in yeah. that widget you might have like something else and then that might have like a builder a builder every builder you add in is are two indentation levels mm. and like after <laughs> yeah. a builder you could like return and another widget and that right and in that widget seven seven indentation levels like we're talking about 14 empty spaces on the left right if you enforce 80 characters and you got 14 characters being taken away from you it's just complete empty spaces you got 66 (laughs) characters on 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 your right that you you have space right on like if you have any class or name or variable that's remotely longer or you have expression Mm. that's longer right it's gonna for sure like exceed that and then your Mm. code just be breaking broken down um Mm. and i feel like nowadays anybody's editor will be longer than 80 characters like we're, we're already past the ages where consoles are just 80 characters in mm. width and like we're not right. really printing our code you know all every day right right yeah, so i feel yeah. like like it's good to limit the li- the length of your line but it's not good to limit your length your the length of your lines in the at 80 characters i feel like 80 <laughs> characters is way too tight and mm. there are a lot of discussions in you know the Dart format community or Dart community talking about how 80 characters limitation or the the, the default is really stupid. Um, so, you know, you, you could t- definitely, you could totally like provide a flag. There's also a setting in v- VS Code that you can say, oh, I want my default line length to be 100 mm-hmm. characters or 120. I think they right. say that like most people now, or a lot of teams just run at either like somewhere between 100 and 120. That's like a comfortable line length, and I, I feel like I, I personally I run a hundred characters. Um, sometimes I still feel like a hundred is not enough, but a lot of times, like when I'm doing like split screens, yeah. I feel like a hundred length uh, characters length is good because I might have mm. some other window on my right, so my screen is mm. not as not as wide. But that makes sense, yeah. But yeah, I I don't know I don't know how I feel about that. Anyways, I had that disabled. Another thing I I enable or uh, another thing I disable is that um 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 just like uh I, I like how how do you call this um like 
curly brackets in control flow. Like if you say if, and then you mm-hmm. you ignore curly bracket. Like I really like to do that. I feel like that. Like oh, right, to yeah. me, that's really clear. And I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, maybe I'm, I'm like a C programmer. Um, and you said like you said C- after you said after the if and then the condition and then you prefer not to have curly braces. Is that what you said? Oh, well, I don't. Uh, okay, I, I don't prefer not to have curly braces, but in some quick cases where it's like if yeah. true or if something variable, then return return yeah. all. Like yeah. I want that just to be one line just instead one, of getting yeah, one a curly clean. bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So I had that disabled, and also like a few other things. Like always have you always have to provide documentation for class, which is a good thing in public public members. But sometimes I feel like I just want to like try it out. I don't I don't want to have someone to yell at me every time to oh provide documentations because I realize if I get yelled every time to have me provide documentations for every single public class and every single public member, what I'll end up doing. Is that I will not write public classes as much as possible, <laughs> um, yeah. and public members as much as possible, just subconsciously. And I, yeah. I know that could be a good thing, but also I, I just write bad documentation. To be like, like, well, you know, like when I'm writing a class for like a student, I'll be like, slash slash slash, this is a student, <laughs> and that'll be my documentation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. But yeah. Oh, so this. Um... My so the default Flutter create like when you create a default Flutter app, the package that they include automatically is the Flutter lints. Yes, you turn that off and then you use Effective Dart. If, if, is Effective Dart also a package or? It's also a package. Okay, and it seems right. like it's official. At least to me, it seems official. <laughs> hmm. Right. It's from like the actual Dart the Dev website. Like, yeah, it's part of, so they yeah, have two. The, why do they have? Why do they have these two different ones? I guess just Flutter Lens is Flutter specific because Dart as oh, itself is a programming language. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Uh, but yeah, anyone listening, let us know <laughs> what your preferences are when you code. Yeah, yeah. That's actually so interesting when you mention these things. It's like I thought I was the only person. Like going through this <laughs> like, <laughs> about the context yeah, and all struggle that struggle is real. Um, yeah, um, yeah. This is a completely random question, but I just felt oh. like asking. You know, on the Instaboard dot app or any Flutter web URL, why is there always a hash at the end? Like, what is that? What oh, is that? yeah. So that's called. I forgot what 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 it was called, but shoot. But like there are two different U- URL strategies that you can use, hmm. and there's like a package that allows you to do that. Like allows you to remove the slash. Um, let me look that up real quick. URL strategies. Yeah. So by I mean, it's default, not it's not the biggest of deals, but I was just curious, like why is there? Always yeah, I, I I didn't know that before, but apparently, Flutter by default uses this uh, hash. Uh, strategy so like paths are being added to the what they call the fra- the, the hash fragment mm. and I guess the the good part of that um, honestly I don't really know what the good part of that is but um, I guess you can just add arbitrary like route information without you know destroying your or just like I don't know like when you when you redirect it's still your your it's, your app is still a single page application like that is still 
um, that route evaluates to the root route. I I think that's how it works. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm no expert on this. I just know that you can turn it off <laughs> because I thought <laughs> it was annoying, so I just turn it off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. I was just yeah. I was just like what. I always see it, so I'm always just like, oh, I wonder what this is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you know, yeah, this we're week, at an hour mark. Yeah, I had a good conversation. Um, this week, I'll hopefully I don't get too busy with like you know teaching kids math, and mm-hmm. hopefully I'm gonna look into some authentication. But more important yeah. than that is actually publishing the app. My app, hey, app so that's once I I'm figure excited. out this little. Yeah, once I figure out this little bug thing, which David mm-hmm. helped me before today's podcast. Um, yeah, David gave me some pointers on how to fix my problem. So hopefully I can fix that. What about you? What's your, in the next coming week, what are you looking forward to, I guess, in terms of Instaboard? Like what, what do you want to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instaboard, this week I'm going to focus on that or web experience. I'm going to work mm-hmm. on, so I just worked on um, the sticky notes functionality uh, and then, I had yeah. the text painter, right? So I'm going to use that knowledge, I guess, on to working on text boxes experience. So I want to make the text box creating creation experience a little bit better in a way that right. text box would grow by themselves so I can use my text mm. painter knowledge now on that. Right. Nice. Looking forward to that. Um, yeah, anyone listening, it's just a constant reminder. We'll link all of this stuff below in the show notes and check out david's uh instaboard app if you haven't you can go instaboard.app on your url and you can also actually download it if you are on ios um it's on the only on ios app store right now right yes i haven't yeah, pushed so, the newest version on there okay. uh but yeah right so yeah guys check check that out and you know give give us some feedback if you have any but yeah david anything anything else you want to say before we sign off Hey, I just want to say that like you should have like a launch week or like a launch party of your app. Launch party, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, well, in my mind, I was gonna have a just you know make a quick video about it, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'll what I would do for a launch party. It's <laughs> 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 like, yeah, man, it's kind of um, it's kind of like exciting in a way. It's mm-hmm. like, guys, download my app and then download it. I'm definitely gonna like do the thing what I said about go to the universities and just hand out the QR code and get normal people yeah. to download it and see what they think. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, had another great hour. So yeah, guys, we'll catch you guys next week. And David, have a good week. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. See, see you guys. Peace. Bye. Peace. <laughs>